Is it safe to get together with friends and family this holiday season? How can you prevent illness this winter? And how can you tell between a cold, flu, or COVID? All that and more on this episode of The Healthiest You. So how are you doing with all the holiday preparations, Mike? Oh, okay. uh, you know me. I, I'm, I'm last minute. I know you have plotted out probably next year's by now. <laughs> you tend to be a little more scheduled than I am. Um, you know what it is? It's, you know, you have the general idea of what you're going to make food-wise. You have a loose idea of what you're going to do in terms of entertaining. And then everything else just falls in place at the last minute. I get, you know, it's usually you do that. But this year, I think the first thing was, who's coming over? Can they come over? What's the protocol? What about COVID? What about colds? That's what goes through my head. Yes, yeah, certainly. So it's hard to believe, but we are heading into our second holiday season with COVID-19. A lot of people are looking forward to a little bit more normalcy this year with traditional gatherings with families and friends. But a lot of people have questions about what they should and shouldn't be doing and how they can keep their families and loved ones safe and healthy. Here to help us navigate another holiday season with COVID-19 is Terry Berger, a registered nurse and director of infection control and prevention with Lehigh Valley Health Network. Terry, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So Terry, COVID-19 is still prevalent, but what makes this year different? So the most exciting thing is that we have a vaccine, obviously, and just recently they've opened it up now. We started doing children um, a couple weeks ago from 5 to 11, and then additional children 12 and up. And now the CDC for 18 and above has opened up all of boosters uh, for everyone. So pretty much by now, if you are eligible to get vaccinated, I would strongly tell you to not walk but run to go get vaccinated. Is it safe for people to gather with family and friends this year? So, good question. Difficult answer. Um, I personally would recommend that if you are going to gather with people, that you are with people that you know have gotten vaccinated and that are not symptomatic. Now, remember, to be fully vaccinated, it takes two weeks. So, it's two weeks after the primary series. Um, If you've got Pfizer or Moderna, that's a two-dose series. If you've got J&J, that's a single dose, and plus two weeks. Now, with respect to the boosters, um, many people, they have seen that their immunity is waning. So I would strongly recommend that if you are eligible to get a booster, 18 and above, and it's six months past your time or two months past J&J, that you should definitely get a booster. Now, listen, uh, everyone's doing this. So let's say you're planning to celebrate with your family and friends, right? Right. What precautions should you take? Should you have like a big um, screening room where you hose them down and and then they sit inside like a hazmat suit? Or what exactly should we be doing so we can gather safely? So um, many families have decided that maybe they're not going to have the 20 and 25 people. They're going to stick more with their immediate family. Uh, a smaller circle of friends and family that they're familiar with or has been in their so-called bubble um, to decrease the potential, especially for our our senior family members whose immunity wanes quickly and may not have had as good of a response to the vaccine. So I think you can modify the size of your gathering. 
definitely make sure that people are not symptomatic, and hopefully they will tell you that and not come. There are some people who have gone to the extreme where they're going to do um, the rapid tests on their family members. The problem is we don't know who is sick and who isn't, and you can be asymptomatic. So I think you can gather, but I think you've got to be cautious. Now, I see a lot of stores and businesses that now say masks are strongly suggested, but they're no longer required in a lot of places. Are they still beneficial even if you are vaccinated? Absolutely. Absolutely. I wear a mask everywhere I go. So maybe you're asking the wrong person who does this for a living, but um, if I take my mother who's 90, I make her wear a mask. You know, I have grandchildren who are not able to get vaccinated yet. So I have an obligation to protect them, protect my mother, protect the community at large. So masks are very valuable in cutting down the spread, even if you're vaccinated. Now, last year, there were very few cases of the flu. Could that be different this year? And what can people do to protect themselves and their families? So... We are definitely already seeing other respiratory viruses this year. Last year, you are correct. We did not have flu. And in all the years I've been at Lehigh Valley, which is 43, um, it's the first season that we didn't have flu. But we are seeing a number of respiratory viruses, RSV, adeno, which is the common cold, rhino, and we are seeing flu A and flu B. Uh, What we believe is now that people are not wearing masks, there's a whole lot more um, people gathering together, flying, that we are going to see an uptick in flu cases, which is unfortunate, but um, it is a seasonal illness and we're in the season. A lot of people get colds this time of year. And is there any way to differentiate between colds, flu, and COVID? So there's definitely a difference between cold and flu, okay? Um, Cold is generally um, comes on more gradual. You know, your symptoms build upon each other as opposed to the flu, which is usually kind of abrupt and is almost always Uh, You have a head uh, fever, doesn't always happen with a cold. A lot of times it's stuffy nose. Um, You typically have severe aches and pains, fatigue. That kind of differentiates a cold, which, you know, is going to gradually improve and get better. Whereas flu, sometimes you're down and out. So you feel differently. Now you throw in COVID. And here's where the big challenge is. I think you can kind of differentiate which is a cold from true COVID. Um, The only way you can tell that is by getting a test, an NP swab, a nasal pharyngeal swab, which all the express cares, emergency rooms, most places are offering that now. The difference is somebody with COVID, by and large, not always, But if you are in any of the high-risk groups, very young, very old, or you have underlying respiratory illnesses or underlying heart disease, COVID can hit you much harder. The only way you can truly differentiate 
from influenza, which is our challenge right now, and COVID is to get tested. And we have tests for both. So people sick enough to come to the hospital may get the multiplex test, which will differentiate those two things. Um, it's going to be a challenging season. That's why they're calling it the possible twindemics. Mm. You know, between the cold, the flu, your allergies, then you throw COVID in there. When exactly is the time for you to go out and get tested? What are you looking for? What's the big marker? Well, you know, I'm a proponent of getting tested if you are having what you think might be cold or flu-like symptoms. And the reason is it's one thing to have a cold and be around other people. It's another thing to have COVID because we know how communicable it is. We know how risky it is to certain populations, people with obesity, people with diabetes. You know, it could be deadly. So the only way you can figure that out is to go and get a test. Certainly if you're going to travel, if you're going to go, be going back to work, going back to school, or being around your family members, you owe it to them and yourself. There are treatments available if we get it early, and um, you really should be quarantining yourself or putting yourself on isolation. If you need a COVID test, where should you go? And more specifically, can you talk about the need for prescriptions and video visits? So, um, all good questions. Anybody can get a video visit. You know, you just have to go to, L uh, I can speak to our organization, LVHN.org, and, you know, request a video visit. There's also a phone line that people can call in. Um, and ask for advice in terms of whether or not they should get tested, whether or not they should get a video visit. You know, if you are not so ill that you need intervention with respect to breathing or chest pain, um, most of the time we can handle it video visit and they can tell you exactly, they can put a prescription in for you and tell you exactly where to go. It all depends on whether or not you are getting tested for travel or you're getting tested because you're symptomatic because there are different places to go. And all of this is on our website as well. And it actually will list the locations and whether or not you go if you're symptomatic or you're non-symptomatic. Obviously, we try not to mix those two because the last thing you want is if you're traveling, you know, to the Caribbean, that you're in the same location with a bunch of people who are sick with COVID. So there are places to go if you are otherwise healthy and just need it to go um, to a new job or, like I said, to travel. Uh, Terry, now, you know, I don't know about you, but every time I get a runny nose, I wake up with a cough, I run down, take my temperature. Uh, when should kids or adults who have runny noses or other symptoms stay home? So, you know, our society, many many different professions operate on presenteeism, especially in hospitals where everybody's depending upon each other to come to work. So we consistently are telling people, especially during this situation, a lot of people think it's allergies. They go get tested and it is not. It is COVID. So I, I can speak from the hospital or doctor's offices or express cares. We don't want you at work if you are sick because we have an obligation to protect our colleagues that we're with and our patients. 
so the last place we want, and the same in the schools, um, you're, you're seeing cluster outbreak after cluster outbreak of kids in schools and teachers that are sick. And it's because of this feeling of retribution, you know, if you don't go to work or you don't go to school. And we really have to change some of that mindset um, because it's dangerous. So if you are not feeling well, cough, runny nose, headache, uh, fatigue, you really should not be in school. You should get tested, find out what's going on. And certainly, we promote mask wearing, mask wearing, mask wearing. That'll cut a significant amount of transmission. Are there any general health or wellness tips that people may want to remember as we head into winter and cold and flu season? Yes. Yes. And these aren't any big surprise. You know, people should be exercising. They should be eating healthy, reducing the amount of sugar, getting plenty of sleep, hydrating. Um, it, it isn't any different than it should be, quite frankly, all year long. Uh, and, you know, we're heading into um, New Year's where everybody makes these wonderful resolutions, um, stress reduction. You know, if you combine all of those pieces, and we can't do every one of them every day, but if you have a small dose of each one and work on the things that are not your strong suit, uh, overall, you're going to be healthier. Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. Well, Terry, I think I can talk for Steph when I say this. Thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure speaking with you and learning more about how we can all safely enjoy the holidays this year. And remember, be safe, be smart, and be the healthiest you.